BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tribune Audio Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. Hello, I'm Jim Mertens, and welcome to The Cities. During the flood of 2019, hundreds of volunteers have helped area flood victims stay ahead of the rising water and supported them when the river was winning. The American Red Cross is one such agency. It has coordinated professional staff and qualified volunteers to help countless people who live along the river. We talked with the executive director of the American Red Cross of the Quad Cities in West Central Illinois, Trish Burnett. Tell me about your efforts to date. You guys have been on the front lines since we, have we had the problem to begin with. And actually today marks day 70 because we had the rock and the wapsi mm-hmm. before the Mississippi. So there have been people dealing with this for quite some time in our community. And it really is taking a toll on people. I mean, just the disruption of their lives, the uncertainty of the situation. So we're doing a lot of different things. We're doing casework, we're handing out cleanup supplies, we're working on mental health contacts, those kinds of things. It has hit our community very hard. And there's some people who have just been devastated by it. Well, I always think of whenever a disaster is happening is that you, we meet your people at the airport heading out mm-hmm. or, or your, your, your truck goes off and helps other people. All of the work now is very local. I mean, this is is now your disaster to handle. It is. And we have actually had to bring people in because of the duration of this, because our local volunteers have, you know, they've run their course on how many days in a row they can work, and we had to give them some time off. So we are rotating out staff. We've got some local volunteers that refuse to, to take a day off, but we have had to bring other people in to help us because we've been there to help them. So it's been almost 100 people now that have worked on this. There's, I mean, because we've been talking about the fact that it's lasted so long. Of course, we had the record crest uh, um, earlier. Uh, is this unprecedented in a way, or do you just kind of harken back to what we saw in 1993 and dust off that action plan and, and do the best you can now? You know, there's some similarities to 93, but it's also different, and it has gone on longer. The response is the longest one I've ever been involved in. And I think that's really what we're seeing taking the toll on people is we haven't yet seen kind of the end in sight because now the river is coming back up a bit and there's going to be another crest. So usually you can see the end of something or at least that you're making progress. And this one's tough because we've kind of pulled back now on damage assessment and cleanup, waiting to see what happens next, because if it's going to happen again, we don't want to try to fix things and then have to redo that. So it's really been very hard on everybody. Well, there is a thing called flood fatigue. There is. Um, and, and it's not something to be taken lightly. There is. And you know, as much as the responders and the volunteers are suffering from that, really the people affected. I mean, when you think of just everything in your house and your home that you normally function with being disrupted or gone or not being able to access it, how do you cope with that for day after day after day? I talked to a woman recently that had a five-year-old, a dog, and her husband. They'd been in a hotel for two months. Financially, emotionally, that's tough. 
and really to just try to continue to get to work and keep some semblance of normalcy in your life for your child especially, that's that's difficult. You've done a great deal of, of reach out, outreach uh, uh, as best you can. Right. How does somebody contact the Red Cross or another one of the uh, uh, disaster organizations that right. are trying to help people on every day. And you know, there are a lot. And exactly. I just like to say, there's a lot of partners. I mean, Salvation Army's out there, United Way's helping. No one organization is doing it all. So, you know, contact whoever you're comfortable with. Please call the Red Cross or contact Salvation Army or United Way can refer you to a lot of different resources. But there's just been a, a tremendous collaborative effort with everybody. It's not just us, it's everybody has come together to help this community. And that's really the best of the Quad Cities, I think. So this may seem like an odd question, but is the worst over? I mean, is it that you have the, the supplies that you need, the people that you need, they're already in place, you just need the flood to go away. <laughs> I mean, is, is the worst as far as any surprises over? You know, that's hard to say at yes, this point. Yes, it's a surprise. <laughs> it is, and I guess the one thing I was talking, and I'm not a weather expert at all, but a hydrologist was explaining to me that the danger going forward for really the next couple of months too is flash flooding. Mm -hmm. Because anytime we get rain of any amount, street flooding and that, which can also be very dangerous, can happen. And there still was a lot of rain north of us that's coming our way, so I wish I knew if the worst of it is over, but I just know that the Red Cross and everybody we're working with will be there as long as we need to be in helping our community. Now, there is the Quad City Communities Foundation, which is kind of the uh, um, the clearinghouse, let's say, for a lot of the fundraising that's right. happening. Is, is that what you're suggesting people do? We actually are fundraising for, we do, the Red Cross does more of the short term, the emergency, sheltering, feeding, mm -hmm. financial assistance, that the Community Foundation, and we partnered with them and have been helping them with that, they will be looking more longer term to really help people get into more permanent housing, those kinds of things. So both are really important. So I would just um, ask people to give where you can and what you're comfortable with. We would love your donations, but the Community Foundation needs them also. And everybody's gonna need volunteers because as I said, all of us, are our volunteers are are running on empty because they've been doing this a long time. So if you have that opportunity to volunteer, we'd love that too. And that's what I was going to go to next is that, as you know, I mean, a flood is a long-term mm -hmm. uh, problem. I, I don't want to keep using the word disaster, even though it is a it is. federally yeah. disaster a declaration. Uh, it, does that add to the problems as far as uh, uh, your ability to go forward? I mean, are, are, are other things that the Red Cross is doing in the Quad Cities kind of on a standby basis right now because we have to deal with this flood? You know, I want to share one thing because WQAD was involved with us on the smoke alarm installation and I was worried we wouldn't get that done. We actually installed 768 smoke alarms in the middle of the flood time. So no, we're not letting things go and that's really why people are tired because we're keeping day-to-day -day stuff going. We can't let that go because there's still home fires, there's still smoke alarms to be installed, still military families to help. So no, we're not going to let any of that go. So everybody's really working literally around the clock. And I'm really proud of them, but I'm also concerned for them. Trish Burnett, the executive director of the American Red Cross of the Quad Cities in West Central Illinois. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. Tribune Audio Network.